0: Hello you guys and welcome back to It's Abundance the Podcast. I'm your host Addison Jones. If you didn't know it, we are, I don't even know what episode this is. I think it's 19. I think it's 19. I should double check that. Anyway, I don't, I'm trying to think of life updates for you guys and I don't have very many except that I got a new mic. I don't know if it makes a difference but if it does, hopefully this is better quality. Today is going to be I, oh my gosh, I say it every week. It's so good. It's just a good conversation. I'm so excited. We're talking about how God is so good, but we have seasons of life where we are struggling and sometimes it feels like our life is falling apart, but yet God is still good and it's hard to seek God out in those seasons. So we're going to talk about that and I know we're in October. So for a lot of people and for me, this is our busy season. This is schedules are packed with sports, with school, with homework, with friends and maybe boyfriends and just trying to manage everything and balance it all out is so hard. Every single night, every single day, you have something going on and all of a sudden it feels like you're burnt out and life is falling apart, but that's not the case because God is still there even in the midst of that. And we're going to talk about that today with literally, I think there's like three or four different pieces in the Bible that I pulled. Anyway, there's a lot more than that, but there's three or four that I pulled today that we're just going to talk about how God was in the midst of that hard season and they chose, these people chose to trust and that provided fruit and comfort and peace in those seasons. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I Honestly, that's all I have, and I'm just ready to dive in. Um, If you feel like this episode is something that somebody else can really take something away from and really run with towards the feet of Jesus, I encourage you to share this. Send um, Send that text with this link and just be like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Or maybe you're the one saying, I want to talk to you more, Addie, and I have some questions and I want to kind of debate with you. We can do that respectfully and I would love to talk to you guys. I seriously would just love to have a conversation and just maybe learn where you're at or what questions you have or just if you want to know more about Jesus or if you are just struggling and need somebody to talk to, I want to be there for you guys. So with that, let's just get into it. By addressing the common phrase that we hear all the time, and it's if God is good and God is full of love, then why does the world experience so much pain and suffering? Or why is the world full of death and hurt? Let's just talk about this for a moment. Let's sit here for a second. God created the world perfectly, He didn't create the world full of suffering and death, it was perfect, and we see that in Genesis and Adam. The first man on earth rebelled against God's word and what God had told him to do. So that act of rebellion that Adam had brought into the world cut himself off from relationship with God. And without a relationship with God, there wasn't that that perfect peace to the world anymore. So God didn't actually create the world to be so full of hurt and broken and death. But through the rebellion of Adam against God... That created this divide, this um, cutoff between God and Adam, and that relationship was broken, and that caused death. So we can't always blame God for everything like that, and I think that's really important to remember, especially just in every single day, and I know it's so easy to forget, but God isn't always a main source of your pain and your hurt. Okay, the first story that we're talking about today is in Daniel chapter 3, we're talking about the fiery furnace. Now, if you're familiar with the fiery furnace, we have three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then we have the king, Nebuchadnezzar. These are some pretty wild <laughs> names. Um, anyway, these three men um, were told... Actually, there was a large, large amount of people that were told that they had to worship these gods. So, king Nebuchadnezzar commanded that everybody bow down and worship this golden image. And basically... Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego refused. They said, "We are not going to worship your gods. We don't we don't believe in that. We don't that's just not what we do. We don't worship the golden image that you have set up." This made King Nebuchadnezzar angry, and he said, basically, whoever doesn't worship this golden image is going to be thrown into a burning fiery furnace. And yeah, I mean, he stuck to his word. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were told that they were going to be brought into this fiery furnace. And when they, he turned it up, I think it said seven times, seven more times than the usual temperature. So this fiery furnace is not just a fiery furnace. It is like a death defying thing. And it's crazy to think that this is actually how things were done. And so these three men, are being escorted into this fiery furnace and the men actually it says that the men that were escorting those three guys into the fiery furnace were killed as they were doing it It was that hot anyway king nebuchadnezzar says if you do not worship you shall immediately be cast into the burning fiery furnace and who is the god who will deliver you out of my hands and the three men answer If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then later in the story, we see King Nebuchadnezzar being like, guys, I thought we only put three people in the furnace, and all of a sudden they realize that there's four men walking in the midst of the fire, not even hurt, and that's the Holy Spirit dwelling in that fire and i just this whole story is so cool and we can dive into it later and maybe on your own but i really want to sit with verse 18 right now but if not be it known to you O king that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up so i started to try to put myself in the position of shadrach meshach and abednego i'm about to be thrown into a fiery furnace i'm about to be killed and this guy just wants me to bow down in worship I don't know that I would be able to say, my God can deliver me, but if he doesn't, he's still good. I don't know that I would be able to say that. I feel like, yes, I know that these are words, but these men are so calm and so like, um, they just really trust. And these verses are so beautiful to see the trust that they had in knowing that their God was going to be faithful, even if he didn't pull them out of that fiery furnace. I think about how easy it would be for those three men to just say, okay, fine, I will bow down and worship your golden image because I don't want to be killed. But they didn't. That is the beauty of this story is that they chose to stick to their faith and their trust in God, even if it meant death. So we have these three men, this fiery furnace, and in the center is unconditional faith. If not, my God is still good. Now, I want us to run with that. Seriously, hold that so close to you. The idea that even in this season, even in this season of a fiery furnace, whether it's good or bad, your God is still good. And the hope that we have is in this season right now whether you are in a fiery furnace or if you have been delivered from a fiery furnace the hope that we have does not rest on our own ability to find peace but on the present the steadfast and the never-changing unconditional love of the holy spirit that dwells within us it's also important too i think to remember that our hearts and our minds are going to fail us and we are going to be that person that falls down in worship to that, that golden image because we're scared of death and we lack faith in in knowing that our God will deliver us through just a mustard seed of faith. We are going to fail and we are going to fall into that. But our God is still good in that. Even when you mess up and you fail and you bow down in worship to the golden image for King Nebuchadnezzar, (laughs) he is still good and he still loves you unconditionally. The next story I want to look at is in the book of Ruth. So this woman, Ruth, and her mother-in-law, Naomi. So Naomi had been through, oh, so much hurt and so much pain. And I think a lot of us can relate to Naomi. Uh, She had lost her home. She had drove her family into exile and her husband had died. And she says, the Lord has turned against me. He has left me empty. She believed that God had turned against her and left her alone in the dark and alone in the wilderness and Ruth takes on this uh this part posture, this attitude of "I need to provide for Naomi, and I need to just be there for her and I love Ruth; she is so strong and so powerful, and throughout the book we see that. The Spirit of the Lord led Ruth to do some remarkable things and she made some sacrifices on behalf of Naomi and this is so important because I think the hurt that was happening in that family and the hurt that was happening in this book, we can't assume that God was the first cause of that and God isn't the first cause of our pain. He wasn't the first cause of Ruth or Naomi's pain and he's not the first cause of our pain. Even in those everyday struggles for them to survive and for Ruth to provide, and even in the everyday struggles that we have to make it to the end of our day or to make it to the end of the week, when we are just longing for that restful Sunday, whatever it is, the Lord was bringing all of those things together for the good of those who loved Him. And He says that in the Bible. He is bringing all of these things together for good, you guys. He didn't make the pain. He didn't cause the pain. But he is using your hurt, your pain, your suffering for the good of those who love him. It is going to be prosperous. It is going to be fruitful. It is going to be life-giving. And there is going to be an abundance of it. We also know that God is a merciful God. So that mercy is what sets limits to our suffering. His mercy is what finds a way to turn the evil, the pain, the hurt, the brokenness into good. His mercy is good. We can't give up. In this season right now that you are in, whether it is a good season, whether it is a hurting season, a painful uh, season, or so bad, you are literally in a fiery furnace, you cannot give up Your God isn't giving up on you so you can't give up either. You can't let this go and pretend like nothing happened and turn your back from God because he wants to be with you in it. He didn't cause it but he wants to be with you in it. That is what is so cool about our God is that as Christians we have this relationship with a God that didn't cause our bad decisions or didn't make us do any of these things that have led us and ran us into the ground and caused our pain and suffering and anxiety and hurt he didn't cause any of that but the cool part is that he wants to be a part of it with you and he wants to bring you out of it even though he wasn't even the one that caused it in the first place I saw this analogy somewhere and I don't remember where but the Red Sea God parted it right? He never removed it. He didn't take the Red Sea away. He made a way by parting it. God isn't always going to remove your problems entirely, but He is going to make a way for you to get through them. And that, if that doesn't bring you peace, I don't know what will. The last story in the Bible that I want to talk about today is um, a common one, but most of these are pretty common. This one's in Mark four. Uh, I think it's specifically thirty-five through forty-one, but let's paint the scene here. It is storming and the disciples, all 12 of them are in a boat with Jesus. And this storm comes and it's not just a regular storm. I mean, these boats are like chintzy. Oh my gosh. Wait, I was actually, this is such a side note, but I was with a friend and I used the word chintzy and she thought I was crazy. I need to know, do you guys think that chintzy is a word and have you heard it before do you use it okay I need to know that chintzy chintzy like cheap okay anyway we're in the boat and it is storming out and this boat is very old it's I don't know we're in bible times it's old and the storm comes in and these disciples are scared and Jesus is like guys where is your faith you need to calm down why don't you trust me and from an outside perspective, again, putting myself in their shoes, in that boat, I don't think I would say that. I don't think that I would be able to fully trust trust Jesus in that moment because, and here's my, here's my thought, I don't think that they even expected that storm to happen in the first place because they were with Jesus. So I think we do this a lot of times, like we don't expect those storms and that hurt to come. Because we know Jesus and we, we know that we have Jesus by our side. We don't even think that, that that pain is going to come. And when it does come, we lack faith because we're like, Jesus, you didn't stick to your word. But Jesus never said that we wouldn't have pain in hurt. He never once told us that the storms of life weren't going to come and overtake us and cause us to lose faith. But he says, hold on to your faith. And he gives us that word to get through Those storms. Just like the disciples, we think we're immune to these storms. For some reason, we think that because we have Jesus, we're immune to the hurt and pain of life. And that is just not the case. It's important to remember that even though Jesus was in that boat, the presence of Jesus didn't guarantee that there weren't going to be storms. But the presence of Jesus, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, is a guarantee that we will have peace in the midst of that storm. And I talk about peace a lot because it is truly what gets you through life. It's truly what gets you through those storms. Then later in this story of Jesus calming the storm, we see that Simon Peter, he steps out onto the water and because Jesus had commanded him and said, come, come to me. And we see for a brief moment in this, as Simon steps out of the boat, he steps out of the boat with faith. And he begins to walk on water with Jesus. And for a brief moment, we see him lose his faith and he begins to sink. Now, this is us. Whether you believe it or not, we are sinking in our storm. We are falling out of faith. So we see here Jesus say, Take heart, it is I. Don't be afraid. His disciples are scared, they're shaken, they're nervous. And Simon Peter steps out of the boat, he's on the water, he sees Jesus, he is confident. And suddenly the wind blows and it just says how scared they are. And I really believe that this is us. His focus went from Savior to storm so quickly. That is us. We see the Savior. We see Jesus for a moment and suddenly the wind blows and the waves roll and our life is right back to the storm and our eyes are fixed right back to that storm. But if we fix our eyes on Jesus, yes, those storms are going to come, but Everything around us, all of the wind and all of the waves, they're going to have no power on us. And we're going to be walking on the waves rather than sinking beneath them. For some reason, when a storm comes, we lose sight of Jesus. We lose sight of his steadfastness and we sink. We begin to fall and our eyes turn away from Jesus. And and in the story, Jesus reaches down and grabs Simon Peter and pulls him out and You can just, I can envision the realization of Simon being like, oh my goodness, this is the one that can pull me from my storm. And I doubted him. I doubted him, this man that is walking on water and can calm the storm. I doubted him. And this is the most amazing representation of us being Simon Peter and Jesus being Jesus in our life. He is the same yesterday as he is today, as he will be tomorrow. What he did for his disciples is exactly what he will do for you. So as maybe you begin to plan for your week ahead, or maybe you're in the middle of your week right now, I want you to think about the storms that have already come, the storms that are going to come, the storms that you can expect to come, or maybe the storms that you need to prepare for because they might come. And I want you to think about those things and how they pull you under the wave, how they cause you to lose sight of Jesus then together we can put on the posture of knowing that our God is good in the midst of this hurt and that through his mercy, he is going to set limits to our suffering and that he is going to make a way to turn our hurt, our evil, our pain, our suffering into good. There's a verse in Psalms and it's Psalm 25 verse 15. It says, my eyes are ever toward the Lord for he will pluck my feet out of the net. You guys, this is us. We need to put our eyes towards the Lord. He is going to pluck your feet out of the net and He is going to bring good. He's going to bring good from this season that you're in. I love you guys so much. And the pain that you feel right now, it won't last forever. I can promise you that. Your life might feel like it's falling apart right now. And I can stand right there with you and say I feel the same way. I feel like my life is falling to shambles, but... We can together rest in knowing that our God is good. Our God is faithful. Our God is steadfast. Our God is full of love and mercy for every single season that you're in. So if you're questioning right now, like, is God really good? Is God really going to be in the midst of my storm, in the midst of my struggle in this season? I would love to talk to you and I would love to just dive into God's character and who he says he is and learn more about who he is in every single season. And also I think it's super important that we remember that this season that you're in, yes, it is just a season and it is going to last for a moment. But a lot of times those seasons happen multiple times throughout our life. So it's not only important to have the armor of God and the posture that God is good, even though my life is falling apart right now but also to have it later and to be able to be ready to know that our god is good and to seek him even when our our feet get caught in the net because there are multiple nets throughout life and you are going to struggle again and let that be encouragement not discouragement that is encouragement that you have a god that is good in every single season and in every single net fiery furnace yeah every analogy he is good He is steadfast. He is faithfulness. He is love. So. If you have questions and you want to talk to me, I would love to, but thank you for joining me. Thank you for just listening to me ramble and talk. I'm getting a lot more comfortable with you guys and I just love coming on here and chatting with you and getting stuff off my mind and sharing struggles, but I also want to meet you where you're at. So if there is a specific topic that you want to hear talked about, maybe something that you're struggling with, or maybe it's somebody that you want to hear on the podcast, let me know. The link for the Instagram is in the show notes of this episode. You can also leave a review and let us know what you think. I really hope this episode was some encouragement and some light into your week or into your month where those storms were rolling in and you just really felt like you didn't know where God was or you didn't see the goodness of God. I hope that this gives you some encouragement to seek after him and to just run after him and say, Lord, show me where you are. Show me where I need to turn my eyes upon you. And Lord, pluck me from this net. Remove me from this fiery furnace. But even if you don't, I know that you are good. And I'm praying for you guys. And I pray that just this week you would be able to see Jesus and see him pulling you from under that wave. And yeah, thank you for joining me. Thank you for choosing this podcast and choosing to listen to me. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing week.